This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. If you are studying or working and have young children at home, you can access subsidised childcare in Australia. There are different care options available depending upon whether you satisfy the activities test and the level of government subsidy depends on your family income. Sarah Gardner is a mother of three. She has a boy who has just turned seven, a four-and-a-half-year-old girl and a nine-week-old baby. Mrs Gardner, who is a business owner, has managed to keep working full-time for the last six years with only eight-week breaks when her second and third children were born. She says this was possible because of a range of childcare services with the freedom to work flexible hours. I've used various forms of childcare, so nothing for my nine-week-old, but my eldest two, um, over the years, we have used everything from a private nanny, a live-in au pair, family daycare, long daycare, and also KU preschooling. I have literally tried everything because there are advantages and disadvantages. You know, I, I guess no one service provider is perfect. And what I have learned over the years is that I need to use a combination of places. Dr. Ros Baxter, Deputy Secretary of the Early Childhood and Childcare Group at the Department of Education, Skills and Employment, says there are several childcare options that parents in Australia can choose from. Childcare centres, also known as centre-based daycare, is one such option. These are daycare services that are approved by regulators to provide really quality early childhood education and care. They're sometimes called long day care because they're often open from quite early in the morning and then they're open until the early evening so that people can access care. Another option is family day care. We also have family day care and that's a type of childcare that's usually provided in the home of an educator. So that means you take your children along to someone's home. That's usually um, most educators are women, but not all of them. You take them along to the home of an educator and they receive care in that person's home. There is also outside school hours care, which is when a child needs care before or after school, usually from 6.30am to 9am, then from 3pm to 6pm and during school holidays. In areas where these childcare options are not available, there is in-home care where the educator provides care in the child's family home. In-home care suits families who are geographically isolated from other types of childcare, who work non-standard or variable hours or have challenging or complex needs. The fifth type of care is preschool, says Dr Baxter. We also have preschool, which is called different things in different states but it generally refers to the year before full-time schooling. It's generally a more structured and shorter day of care. In some places it's called kinder, in other places it's known as preschool. And that's when children start to enter a slightly more structured learning environment and the Commonwealth Government and states and territories both provide support for that type of preschool care. According to Dr Baxter, in all of these settings except preschool, a child's age when starting to receive care and when they exit is really individual to each family's situation and needs. 
Mrs. Gardner says having her children in a family daycare worked really well when they were toddlers. I needed a service provider that looked after under two-year-olds and the area in which I live in doesn't have any long daycare centres for that age group. So I did start looking at family daycares. I also felt that the smaller environment of a family daycare with a small child was an advantage because there are only three other children in care at any one time and they're all quite similar ages. I guess the only disadvantage that I found with the family daycare was that if the carer was unwell or one of their children was unwell or if they want to take holidays, then um, they close and we didn't have any alternative childcare for that time. When her two elder children turned two, they started going to a long daycare centre and when they turned three and a half, they dropped a few days at the centre to also go to a preschool three days a week. Mrs Gardner says having her children attend a preschool the year before starting school really helped them with school readiness. With the long daycare, they support the children from when they were two to develop their social relationships and confidence with other children. But as the kids reached an age close to entering school, I think they felt a little bit out of a place amongst the younger age group, which was there. Whereas in at KU, the kids are older and KU focuses much more on the early years of learning before entering school. So there's more of a focus on supporting children to take on responsibility, demonstrate independence and develop skills they'll need for, I guess, a happy integration into the school world. KU is a not-for-profit provider of preschools, childcare and early education services with 150 centres around Australia. Dr Baxter says in Australia, the same curriculum should be taught to a child whether they are doing their preschool year in a daycare centre or in a standalone kindergarten. The Commonwealth Government and the states and territories have all worked together to say there should be certain things that children are being taught and prepared for in that year before school. And that should really be no different whether they're being taught in the long daycare or in a standalone kindergarten or preschool. Where it might be a little bit different is because you might have a child who is attending long daycare for 10 or 12 hours a day and there's only part of that day where they're having the year before school preschool curriculum taught to them. So in general, the preschool curriculum is a 600 hours a year for that year before school curriculum. That's really only a couple of seven and a half hour days a week. For Mrs Gardner, preschool worked out a lot cheaper than the daycare centre. Dr Baxter says there are many reasons why childcare centres charge more. Sometimes why preschool can be a bit cheaper than long day care is that the state governments and the Commonwealth government subsidise that year before school because it's so important to children's schooling and also because in a centre-based day care, children might be spending the whole day there. You're really paying for 12 hours. You're not just paying for the preschool component, but you're also paying for the care for 10 or 12 hours. In some cases, you're paying for food and other provisions for those times. Dr Baxter says centre-based daycare, outside school hours care, family daycare, in-home care and preschools all receive funding from the Commonwealth Government. With preschool, with the year before school, we, the Commonwealth Government, provide funding to the state that gets passed on to preschools in that state. For centre-based care and family daycare and outside school hours care, we provide a subsidy. So the service itself might charge 
let's say $10 an hour might be the average hourly fee for a centre-based daycare, might be around $10. And how much subsidy you then get back from the government to help you manage the cost of that depends on what your family's income is. In general, Dr Baxter says the support that the Commonwealth Government gives is higher for people who learn less. For example, if you earn less than about $70,000 a year, you would be on the highest level of subsidy, which is 85%, which means if your centre-based daycare service is charging you $10, we would pay for 85% of that, which is $8.50 an hour, and you would have to pay the other $1.50. On the other hand, if you're a very high-income family and you're at the very, very highest end of the the income scale, you might find that you only get a 30% subsidy from the government. So we might be only paying for about $3.30 of that $10 an hour. The Commonwealth Government only provides the subsidy where the family is meeting the activity test, which comprises work, training, study and some form of volunteering or other activities. It would be best if you put your child's name on a wait list as early as possible, as some centres and preschools may have wait lists for up to two years. To be able to receive childcare subsidy, a parent or their partner must be an Australian citizen or permanent resident or be on an eligible visa, such as a special category visa or temporary protection visa. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.